Hi, welcome or welcome back to Conversations Nobody Asked For. My name is Emma and today we're going to be talking about forgiveness, honesty, and trust. Man, those are a big three. Those three mean a lot. I don't know if it's just for me personally, but forgiveness, honesty, and trust are literally the root of so many things I can think of just friendly relations and just families and other kinds of you know relationships whether they're romantic or not forgiveness honesty and trust they make up a lot of things they make up who a person is or is not they make up who and what who we talk to on a daily basis and what we do or what we say and what we don't say So today, first, I'm going to talk about forgiveness. Forgiveness is a very difficult thing for me because I'm very quick to feel salty like, oh, you did me wrong. I'm going to hold this grudge for as long as I can until I forget about what you did. That's a horrible habit and I really need to break it, but, you know, I just... My thing is, I'm like, if the person did me, they took the time to do me wrong like that, then I'm going to take the time to show them how it's affected me that they did me wrong. Like, if you do me wrong that bad, that I'm really legitimately mad about it, then you can bet for sure I'm going to take the time to show you why, what, and how I feel about how you did me wrong. If it's an honest mistake, then I'm quick to be like, oh, you know, honestly, it's okay. It's okay. Like, I'm I'm not too mad about it. But a lot of the time, thinking about certain things, I just, it ticks me off. And I just, I think about this person and all I can insinuate when I think about that person is how they did me wrong. And a lot of people are going to think I'm talking about just relationships and stuff. I'm talking about all kinds of relationships Whether it be family relationships, just friendships, or, you know, like, romantic relationships. There's so many levels of things that people can do or do wrong. So, um, forgiveness. Honestly, forgiveness isn't for that other person. It's for you. Forgiveness should be uh, 100% about you first and then, you know, kind of the other person. But forgiveness is mostly for you because it's helping you move on. It's helping you cope. It's helping you understand and grasp why they did it, that they did it, and moving on from what they did. It's very adult-like for people to, especially my age... Oh, there's so many problems with my generation and people that come from my generation and that do things. People from my generation are so quick to cut somebody off and never speak to them again because they did them wrong. And I do find myself doing that. Like, I I ghost people so much, so often, for no reason. Sometimes it's like, I just don't want to have a conversation with this person. And 
a lot of the times it's like, oh, this person did me wrong. And I'm not salty about it. I'm to a point where I'm not angry about it anymore. I just, I have nothing left to say to that person. Sometimes it's for the best. You know, people will always ask me, why don't you talk to me anymore? And it's like, it's not that I don't want to talk to you. I just have nothing left to say to you. I just don't have anything to say to you. And that's not your fault. Well, maybe it is. But it's not primarily always just your fault. Because I can also be at fault sometimes too. Because I haven't necessarily forgiven you and I haven't necessarily moved on. But I'm not still angry about it. I'm not still gonna let it affect my everyday life. I don't think about it every day. So it gets to a point where I don't, I'm not affected by it every single day. It doesn't have me feel in a certain type of way every day. But every time I think of that person, I'm going to insinuate what they did wrong with that person. To bring up an example, um, I had a friend and me and her had been friends for a really long time. Um, and she, I, I met a new girl, uh, freshman year. She's actually one of my closest friends now, one of my best friends. Um, she had become friends with this other girl. Let's call her Carol. Yeah. So, and we'll call my best friend, we'll call her Erica. So, Erica had become friends with Carol over, you know, course of time of getting to know her, Carol through me. Erica had been friends with her and they were close and that was cool. They had hung out sometimes when I wasn't there. I never was mad about it. I was never salty about it. I'm like, okay, you do you. I don't own I don't own Erica. I don't own Carol. Do do whatever makes you happy. I don't care. But I was starting to notice a trend with Carol often taking advantage of Erica when they would go out places and do stuff when Carol would spend all of her money on something stupid and be like, "Oh, Erica, can can you like buy me lunch or something?" And at first you know, Erica was kind of cool with it. She was like, mm, okay, just make sure to bring more money next time or don't spend all your money. Like, why did you spend your money? Um, if you knew we were going to be doing stuff after this. And then it started to, Carol started to try to pull that with me. And I, I'm really smart. I don't care whether it's my friend or not. If I have something, whether it be money, a, an object or a feeling or something, I'm going to own it. It's mine. If I voluntarily share something with you, then that's cool. But if you ask me for something, and I, it's something I particularly don't want to share, I'm not going to share it with you. Especially if you ask me, and especially if you're rude about it. Carol was always kind of rude about it. But for the longest time, I was like, oh, she's my friend. I'm not going to say anything. It seems kind of rude. Maybe there's something at home. You never know. Um, and then one night, Erica had come over to my house, and we didn't invite Carol. It was after, like, a band event or something, and Carol was kind of like, why didn't you invite me? And I was like, well, my mom said I could only have over one person, and, you know, we've spent time and stuff, so that's why I invited Erica over. And then Carol totally was just like, whatever. And I started to notice Carol was becoming very toxic towards... Erica behind her back to me 
And since I was very close with Erica, me and Erica automatically clicked. So I would tell Erica, I'd be like, hey, I don't want to be caught up in the middle of this. So I'm going to just be open with you about it. I wasn't playing sides, but I was just being open about it. And so later that night, Erica had told me she's been like, yeah, I think she kind of stole like money from me. And I was like, what do you mean stole money from you? And she's like, well, I kind of feel awkward saying it, but I let her borrow like $20 when we went to the mall the other day. And she said she was going to pay me back on Monday. And it's been a week and she still hasn't paid me back. And I just saw her with money like a couple hours ago. And I was like, that's, um, you know, I'll talk to her. And I said, well, why don't you bring it up to her one more time? And she was like, okay, I'll bring it up to her tomorrow. Um, and then apparently she had like, Carol had like apologized to Erica and it was just kind of quiet for a little bit. And then we were at, um, we were at some kind of event or like a football game or something. And Carol had asked to borrow money from Erica again. And Erica was like, oh, you know, it's okay. And so she lent her another $20. Okay, so now... Erica was like, you have to pay me back for this time and last time. And Carol was just kind of like, oh, you know, okay, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do it on Monday when I get the money because I'm getting my allowance this weekend. Um, And Erica was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Then you can for sure pay me back on Monday. And Carol was just like, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, So, yeah, Monday comes and Carol totally is just acting salty like I'm not gonna pay you why would I pay you and Erica's kind of just like but I lent you what forty dollars now dude come on so then they kind of were in a tiff for about like two days And I kind of felt like I was in the middle of it because Carol was telling me things about Erica and Erica was like, dude, what do I do? Telling me things about Carol, like, dude, she's kind of rude. And I, after I was thinking about all these things and I was just kind of letting them soak in a little bit, I was like, Carol's asked me for money sometimes, but I've never, like, large amounts of money sometimes. Well, large amounts of money for me is like $10, $20. And that's because I spend (laughs) I have expensive taste and so money to me is like a big thing like that's not something you take lightly with a person especially if you don't know their circumstances of their job or their home life or their allowance or if they're saving up for something anything like that so anyways Carol uh it was like a couple weeks later things had kind of chilled out a little bit Erica had asked her one more time throughout the week are you gonna pay me back and she had said I don't know yet let me talk to my dad okay and then it just kind of died out a little bit we got busy because there were events coming up and then we go on this away trip for three days and Carol borrows 20 more dollars from Erica 10 was without Erica knowing and Carol said it was an emergency And then the other 10 was because Carol said she was out of money or something like that. And she wasn't at home and or her card wasn't working or something. 
And so Erica, being the person she was, because I said no. I was like, no, I don't want to do that because I barely have this amount of money left. That was a lie. I lied, but it was for the benefit of myself because I knew what Carol was doing. And I had told Erica before, I was like, don't give her any more money. And Carol had convinced me and Erica that it was a legitimate emergency. And so, come to find out later, Carol was just taking money to just take money. I don't know why, and neither does Erica, but Carol had start after Erica had brought up the money situation a few more times, because she owed her $60 now. And all of that money was earned by Erica for herself. She always had to work for it. She always had to do stuff for it. So when she lent you money, it just, you knew it was a, like a good private matter. So how me and Erica worked, we were close. We would pay each other back in favors. So she would buy me Starbucks one day. The next day, or like a week later, I would buy her Starbucks. We would just go hand in hand like that. We never really thought... We never gave each other money. We never thought about things like that. I'd rather not have money. I'd be like, okay, so you want to get lunch? Okay, we'll go half. And then we just go half the next time. Like, we would just work it out. It was never a thing. She, Erica never made it into a thing, and neither did I. We never made it into like a, oh, you owe me this. So, Carol started to become very toxic towards Erica and Erica was starting to and still be kind of two-faced with Erica about it Carol would tell me all these things about Erica like oh she's such a this and this and this but don't tell her I'm just gonna I'm just acting like I'm her friend and I'm just kind of like okay well that works you know Erica yeah she's kind of mean sometimes And then I'd tell Erica, and she'd be like, oh, good, you're playing the part, okay. So that's how me and Erica worked. If somebody was talking about either one of us and the other one knew, we would play the part and just kind of be like, oh, so, like, yeah, she's, yeah. Oh, I know. Um, So, yeah, Carol was being kind of two-faced. And then come to find out, Carol was talking about me with Erica behind my back, and Erica would just come around and tell me everything. Because Erica was like, dude, you're like a legitimate friend of mine. I don't want to lose you because of her. She's off. So then, you know, weeks go by and by the end of the trip, Carol had tried to not convince me, but say that I was shoplifting when I was like, dude, I have like $50 with me and I'm buying stuff. I'm at the register. Like there's pictures of me at the register, dude. Why are you saying that I'm shoplifting? Like, it was a whole ordeal. She was, like, telling Erica all this. And then she actually called Erica while we were on a bus to go home. And was talking all this about me. Like, oh, she's such a bad influence. You should, like, not be friends with her. And Erica, as soon as Carol started calling, Erica was like, here, take my earbud. So then I was listening to the whole conversation. And Erica was like, just don't say anything so she can't hear you and I was like okay and so yeah I had texted Carol and like after they had hung up and I said dude pay Erica back and please just don't 
just don't just leave me alone I don't want to be friends with you I can see you're being two-faced and it's wrong and you've been stealing from Erica and I don't like that I said I was honestly a loyal friend to you but you were not so please don't talk to me again and Carol was like what's going on why are you acting like that and I'm like I kind of dropped the bomb. I was like, yeah, I had Erica's earbud in the whole time you were talking about me. And Erica's been telling me everything. So, And then she goes, well, I'm going to tell Erica everything that you said about her. And I was like, I already told her. <laughs> I was like, I've been telling her everything you've been saying. So that goes by. And we didn't talk for literally like months. Half of freshman year, we did not talk. And... Both me and Erica were very salty about it because Erica was like, I literally spent $60 on that girl. I wasted $60. Are you kidding me? And I was trying to think. I was like, I don't think I've ever spent money on her, but I think she might have stolen from me one time, but I can't prove it. I can't remember. I just remember things being misplaced. And me being me, I didn't know if I had lost them or if, like, she had stolen them. I don't know. To this day, I still don't know. But back to the story, me and Erica were still kind of salty about it. Carol had moved on to whoever she was with. She, Erica and me had known, excuse me, that Carol was going through a rough patch because Carol had tried to convince me to do things that I didn't want to do, that I didn't want to associate with, that she wasn't even doing. She was just hanging out in the crowd of the people that were doing these things. And she was like, oh, you should totally do this with me. And I'm like, you're not even doing it. No. And, um, yeah, so me and Carol, we had had a situation where, like, oh, you'd ride with me to school this one day, and then you'd go with me this day, or I'd go with you. It was just, yeah, we stopped doing that. I was like, don't come to my house. I don't want to be around you. Okay? Cool. Um... And so, me and Erica had been really salty about it for a while, and we were, uh, she was staying the night over one night, and I was like, being salty like this is kind of exhausting, like, I don't like it. I was like, I understand she, like, did us wrong, and especially you, she did you wrong. I was like, honestly, I'm kind of over it, and she was like, yeah, me too. I was like, I don't want to be friends with her again, and she was like, no, me either, I, I don't want somebody like that, she's very toxic, and, um... I was like, yeah. So, um, Carol had actually come up to us the very next, like, day or so. And, um, she had kind of been trying to apologize, but it didn't really seem like it. And I had just come out and said for both me and Erica, I was like, you know, honestly, we forgive you and you should pay Erica back. Like, that's not going to go away. I said, and don't you dare ask either of us for money ever until you pay Erica back. And even then, we're not going to give you any money. I said, but I'm not going to let your dumb decisions and your toxic relationship affect me or Erica any longer. And Erica was like, yeah, I really don't need any of this in my life right now, especially right now. She said, so we forgive you. And I was like, yeah, I forgive you, but I don't want to be friends with you. I was like, I forgive you, and I'm not mad, but I just, I don't want you around. So, that 
is kind of a situation, and me and Erica are still really close friends. Uh, Carol is, I have her blocked on social media because of another situation that had happened later. I'm not going to go into that one and kind of give away a lot if either of those people do happen to hear this, but I'm, I don't care. I'm not saying anything bad. I'm just using it as an example. But there's always two sides to the story on Carol's end. Um, but that was a very good situation for when I had forgive forgiven somebody for my own benefit and not for their benefit because Carol she could have cared less like honestly knowing her she could have cared less but I forgave her and Erica somewhat forgave her for our own benefits because it was a mental relief to forgive somebody because holding a grudge is a lot harder on you know you mentally than it is just to forget about it and just move on moving on and coping with things are like a hard part because coping with the thing with carol for me it was hard on me because i was like i've known this girl since i was like literally in second grade and she did me wrong and, like, I was, like, I actually cried about this because I was so frustrated. Like, why is she doing this? Because she had totally tried to wreck me and Erica's relationship, saying that I did this, I did that. And telling me that Erica did this and Erica did that. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. So, me and Erica actually joke about it now that that's what really set in stone our relationship that we're so close for it. Um... But, yeah, honestly, I forgave her for my benefit. Not for hers, because she didn't deserve it. She did not. She was a liar and a thief. She didn't deserve it. And that's not bad, because I, I, being a liar, that's always something that can be forgiven. Being a thief, that's always something that can be forgiven. But in my eyes, she did not deserve that forgiveness, because she had not apologized but I forgave her for my benefit because I wanted to be the bigger person and I wanted to move on from that. So, honestly, forgiving somebody is purely for your benefit. And if they apologize first and it's a genuine apology, then it's somewhat for their peace of mind. And they're forgiven. They're, for you for to forgive them, it's their benefit also. So that kind of puts me into our next topic, which is honesty. Honesty really, it, it really is just a fundamental component into what makes a relationship a relationship. The reason me and Erica are still friends is because I had been honest with her about everything. And I was like, look. I don't want this to become a thing and she had been like no me either so we were just honest with each other about everything um honesty in relationships especially like with my generation honesty is gonna be my number one 
asking. Like, if I'm asking for anything, it's honesty. Like, I'm going to talk about relationships. You cheat on me? Okay, tell me about it. I don't want to hear about it from so-and-so's brother who saw it happen at a party or just anything like that. I want you to be honest with me so that we can talk about it and either I can, you know, leave and (laughs) forgive you or, you know, all can be forgiven and there's going to be less to less messiness to it. Being honest means you're going to have less mess. Things aren't going to be as messy and sloppy and there's not going to be as much emotions involved. I should say messy emotions. Um, so yeah, honesty is really one of the main things that I ask for. And, um, if somebody can be honest with me, I see it as a sign of respect, that they respect me enough to be honest with me about this, um, especially with friends, especially with friends. Like, I'm, I have a lot of trust issues, which trust is what I'm going to talk about next, but I have a lot of trust issues with people outside of my home, and especially people that are around my same age, not really with adults, it just depends on the vibe that I get from that person, but, um, no, honesty is gonna be one of the number one things that you should always ask for, that should always be just a given, like, it should always be there, and, um, nobody should have to demand it, it should just be there, so, honesty is really one of those things that can make or break a relationship, Like, if I hadn't been honest with Erica, things probably would have gotten really messy. And there would have been a 50-50 chance of us still being friends. Whether, when I was honest with her, it was probably, you know, like an 80-20% chance of us being friends. So, you know, it's things like that that you gotta think about. It sounds cheesy, but honesty really is the best policy. Being honest with somebody is really one of the biggest things, which I can now transfer into trust. Trusting somebody comes from honesty. If you're honest about something and you're honest with this person, then they can really come along to trust you. And when you trust somebody, you're going to have a way better relationship than if you know, this person's been lying to you, they don't trust you, so they don't want to be around you, and they're just doing you wrong, but honesty and trust really go hand in hand. Forgiveness was kind of an add-on, because you need to forgive somebody and have forgiveness for those people in order to build up trust and to have that honesty there. Um, but yeah, no, trust especially with people from my generation there's a huge lack of trust and a huge lack of honesty that it's like from the drama that I hear from other people it's very messy especially people from my like age group oh my goodness it's so messy and I have found myself in messy situations before and now looking back I'm like that could have all been avoided if I had just done this 
especially with like um family relationships and stuff I'm like that could have all been avoided if I would have just said this or if I would have just done this and I'm getting to the point now where I'm getting older and I'm realizing these things and I am taking the time to forgive I am taking the time to be honest that one's really hard for me because I don't like admitting when I'm wrong and I don't like admitting when I've done something wrong that's that's a very difficult thing for me to do I don't know why it's just always been a difficult thing because my first instinct is to avoid it, to get away from it, and to do anything I have to do to get away from that subject. I don't like admitting when I'm wrong. Um, and I do have, um, outside of family members and adults, I do have a lot of trust issues when it comes to people like my age and my generation. I have like quite a bit of trust issues. I'm not quick to trust somebody if they give me a bad vibe, but if they give off good vibes at first, I either trust, I trust them too much. I always try to, I always see the good in people when sometimes it's not really there. I always try to see the good in people when it is not there. Um, and that's honestly, I think that's hurt me more than anything else that I've ever come across is because I trust too much I trust too deeply of people and I care for people too deeply and I expect too much from people when really they're not going to give that much. Um, you know, I expect a lot from people and I always try to see the good in people when sometimes it's not there, but it's a 50-50 thing for me because sometimes if you see the good in people and you choose to see the good in people, then they will give you and show you that good. Or the other times, they're gonna perceive you're gonna perceive them as good when really they're not, and they're not good for you. And it's not a good thing to have them in your life, but you can't see beyond, you know, that f- like filter. Everybody hides behind like a filter or like a mask or a wall. Like I have all kinds of walls up. Like, like I was saying before in my last episode, I, I will dumb things down for people when I'm talking to them the first time because I don't want to come off as intimidating. So it's things like that, honestly. And a lot of it is me just expecting too much out of people. I always expect people to love me and to care for me and to want me around and to nurture me and that are going to want the best outcome for me and they're going to want to push me in the right direction when that's that's not true at all people don't always have your best intention um and that's been really hard to accept probably for me from seventh grade all the way to probably now it's been um hard getting to understand that And the situation with Erica and Carol, especially Carol, it really opened my eyes to, um, and there was another situation after that, not with Carol, but just with another person. Um, I had seen the best in that person when there really was, was not any, there was probably like 10% out of the 100 that was with my best interest. Um. And I don't talk to that person anymore and I don't have any interest in talking to that person. And it's not because I'm 
mad about anything or the fact that they did me wrong. I just have nothing left to say to them. It's gotten to a point where I have nothing left to say. And I find that that is a better coping mechanism for me. Just learning when to stop when I don't have anything left to say. That's a big part for me for knowing when to stop. When this person is not going to care for me in the way that I think and hope that they're going to. This person does not, is not going to be in best interest for me. They're not going to be around 10 years from now. So just leave it at that and you have nothing left to say to them. They are not worth your time to have anything left to say. So it's stuff like that that you honestly got to think about. Like if I have nothing left to say to you, that's either because you are not deserving of the fact that I, you are not deserving of me saying anything else to you or I just, I have nothing left to say. All the conversation's been run out and I have nothing left to say. There's nothing else to talk about. So, it's, it's also a kind of a, I wouldn't think it's an immature thing for me to do or like a childish thing to do. I wouldn't call it ghosting because I will be upfront with people. I'll be like, look, it's not that I don't want to talk to you. I just have nothing left to say to you. And that's not just you. I have that with a lot of people. So I'll be very upfront with people about it. Certain people specifically. Um, Or I'll tell them, I'm like, look, you did me wrong and I forgive you for this. And you did this. And that's, I'm not saying it's okay. But I'm not mad anymore. But things can't go back to the way they were. That's also another thing. People always expect that once they apologize, whether you forgive them or not, after they say the words, I'm sorry, in any kind of sentence, that things are just going to click and just go back to the way they were. Or that if enough time passes, that you're just going to trust them again and you're that all is forgiven and that everything is fine and everything can just go back to the way it was well that that's not true some people are just not meant to be in your life for a certain amount of time some people are always gonna be either a blessing or a lesson whether you the things will always fall into place and they will always be put into a category of one of the two whether that's in your control or not but you just have to cope with that and know that not all can be forgiven. But if you're going to forgive somebody, it needs to be for yourself. And honesty really needs to be there 100% of the time. You shouldn't be doubting that person. You shouldn't be doubting whether they're talking about you or whether they're doing something to do you wrong. Or, you know, if they're plotting to push you down a flight of stairs. You shouldn't be wondering these things about this person at, you know, 11 o'clock at night when you're trying to fall asleep. If you have those kinds of thoughts, then you need to talk it out with that person or talk it out with yourself. And just figure out what needs to change. Because I'm, I'm a person who doesn't like change. But I get to a point where I'm like... Okay, something's got to give and something has to change. 
this is not right. Something has to change. Um, and trusting somebody, I mean, I have a lot of trust issues and I'm still working on learning when to trust people and when to not trust people and to trust my gut instinct and the vibes that I get from people because, you know, you could, for all you know, be talking to a serial killer and as soon as you invite them over and as soon as you fall asleep, they chop off your head, so. You never know, especially with society and stuff, you just never know. And I... I consider it a bad habit that I always expect the best out of people because 90% of the time it comes around to stab me in the back and I always get did wrong or like certain people they just I don't know they can't help they can't help themselves they just they just do me wrong they just rub me the wrong way and I just I just either, I don't cut them off. I've kind of moved on from just cutting people off. I'll tell them what they did wrong. And then I'll just slowly but surely stop communication. And soon I just don't talk to them at all. Because there's nothing left to say. Like, I say that all the time. Especially to people who did me wrong. I'm like, I forgive you, but you don't deserve forgiveness. Well, sometimes I say they don't forgive. They don't deserve forgiveness because... Sometimes people do. Sometimes it was an honest mistake. But with the whole trusting people that shouldn't be trusted, I'm like, you know, you don't deserve my forgiveness, but I'm giving it to you anyways because it's good for me to forgive you. Because I don't want to be dwelling at... I don't want to be staying up till 2 a.m. dwelling on what you did because I can't move on. This is me coping. This is me moving on because you are not going to have that effect over me. You're not going to have that hold over me anymore. And I'm not going to let you, no matter what you say, no matter how many times you try to come into my life, I have nothing left to say to you. I have no other business left with you. You don't need to be in my life anymore. I'll still, when I pass by you, I'll still say hi. I'll still be nice. And if you need anything, call me and let me know. Because I'll always be you know lending a hand to help but that doesn't mean I'm gonna want you in my life so it's just things like that that you have to think and talk over with yourself and just decide with people and sometimes honestly for all those listening people don't always have your best interest and I still find myself learning that because you know I still find it hard to see that and I feel like I am having kind of a difficult time with that. Not so much now that I'm at home. Well, I haven't been around so many people and I haven't met new people, so I don't have that problem right now. But people just, society's whacked out right now. Like, society's whack. (laughs) People don't always have your best interests. People, you don't need to see the best in people all the time. And I find myself often getting hurt because I do see the best out of people so I hope that you liked this episode and thank you again to everybody who was listening to conversations nobody asked for and yeah it was a very very not emotional episode but it was a very different episode so again thank you to everybody 
for listening to Conversations Nobody Asked For.